Section B. Friendship and the Love of God The union of wills among men is what brings about the ordination of men to one another. Two persons whose wills are united, even though they may differ, disunity is not the same as difference, are called friends. As we mentioned in chapter 33, section A, St. Thomas says, contra gentiles, following Aristotle, that men are naturally friends. We notice this in the instinctive reaction of a man to help another man in difficulty. This tendency flows from the natural ordination of men to one another. Nevertheless, since activity is required to reach the good end, the will has to enter into it. It is not enough to be united in the abstract. Men have to be united in practice through their wills, and this is the source of friendship. But wills are united when they all tend to the common good. What disrupts and corrupts society is, therefore, the self-will of men who oppose their own will to God's, of those who refuse to forgive, to understand, and to care. We can distinguish two elements of friendship. One, wishing good to the other, and two, doing good to him. How are they implemented? We have seen in chapter 37, as well as in natural theology, that one should love God more than one's neighbor, since, if one loves someone more than God, then God is no longer the common good. This means also, however, that we should love our neighbor for the love of God. Our neighbor can never be our last end. The root of our love for our neighbor is the love of God. This is what makes it solid, lasting, and true. It is what makes a person bear patiently with the defects of one's neighbor. If there is no love of God, what happens is that, since no one is perfect, the defects always stand in the way. If one does not love God above all things, one cannot love anybody else. Any love, then, is purely selfish, i.e., love with self-interest. But if there is real love of God, love of one's neighbor necessarily follows. The natural tendency to friendship, however, has been damaged by original sin, and that is why men do bad things to one another. In the supernatural order, this natural love of God and neighbor has been raised to the love of charity, which is far superior to it. Natural love is directed to the acquisition of good. Plato calls this love eros, to which Aristotle adds what he calls philia, or friendship. There is always this element of wanting to acquire good in natural love, and this is in itself good. But the supernatural love of charity goes beyond that. It is rather the love of God for his creatures, see chapter 24, section C, which God wants to share with his creatures. Recall the gospel passage in St. John's, chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, that you may love one another as I have loved you. The word used for love here in the original Greek is neither eros nor philia, but agape. This makes a big difference. It is neither the love of acquired good nor that of mere fellowship, but the pure love of giving. The love of God for his creatures. See chapter 36, section B and chapter 37, section C. It is not in search of some good, 
because God is the good. Therefore, it is pure self-giving or benevolence. This is the supernatural charity, agape, which Christians are asked to live, giving oneself without limits as God gives himself. That is why it perfects and transcends the natural love.